0: Welcome to Obstetrics and Gynecology Emergencies. This is a podcast developed by the Obstetrics and Gynecology Group of University College Dublin. The following podcast is the second of six episodes reviewing eclampsia. We have chosen eclampsia as the second emergency for the podcast as it's a rare but very important complication of preeclampsia. Preeclampsia in itself is one of the most common causes of both maternal and fetal morbidity and mortality worldwide. This podcast is primarily directed at UC students, but others are very welcome to listen. So now I'm going to talk about causes of preeclampsia, which in itself is the main cause of eclampsia. There are many different theories about the causes of preeclampsia. It's a huge research area with hundreds of papers published on a yearly basis. The current theories include a mixture of genetic factors and predisposition, oxidative stress, and abnormal interaction between the placental trophoblast and uterine decidua. What should happen in pregnancy is that the trophoblast should invade the spiral arteries of the uterus and convert them from narrow, high-resistant vessels to wide-bore, low resistance vessels. Equally, the placenta should invade a certain depth into the decidua to anchor the placenta. Failure of both the physiological transformation of the spiral arteries combined with deep defective placentation results in many changes which may result in clinical preeclampsia. The first changes is a mixture of oxidative and endoplasmic reticulum stress. Pro-inflammatory cytokines are produced and released into the circulation, along with particles of cytotrophoblast microparticles and nanoparticles. This changes the balance between angiogenesis and anti-angiogenesis, with increase in production of anti-angiogenic factors and reduction in angiogenic factors. Angiogenic factors such as placental growth factor or PLGF and VEGF. All of these changes can affect the endothelium, and because the endothelium is an every-body organ, this means that preeclampsia can affect any body organ. So what causes eclampsia itself? Well, there are again many different theories, but one of the simplest is that endothelial dysfunction of the vessels in the brain causes cerebral vasoconstriction and cerebral edema, resulting in a fit or seizure. It's one of the proposed mechanisms by which magnesium sulphate works by causing vasodilatation and preventing the cerebral vasoconstriction. And that's why we use magnesium sulphate as both a prophylaxis to prevent a seizure and treatment if a woman has had an aclamatic seizure. A significant portion of research into preeclampsia Concentrates on identifying these preclinical markers with the aim of eventually being able to intervene or prevent and ameliorate progression of the disease. Imagine being able to say to a first time mother, if we do nothing, you may lose your baby, or you might need to deliver your baby prematurely, or you may not need ICU care due to preeclampsia or eclampsia. Knowing this, if we could try these strategies, then this won't happen. That would be wonderful. Researchers have studied ultrasound assessment of the uterine arteries, measurement of VEGF, BLGF and other markers and risk factor profiling in order to achieve the same. Someday I hope to be able to update this podcast with information derived from research and how to prevent this disease. Until then, thanks for listening.